The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid is about performance. Not just on the road, but in life. With not only trunk space, but room to make memories. It's electric with a backup plan where the only speed that matters is how fast you can slow down. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. Performance where it matters the most. Visit volvocars.com slash US to learn more. Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. As we've been learning, exponents are used all the time in both the abstract world of math that you see in subjects like algebra and in the real world of problems that you see in science, engineering, finance, and lots of other areas, too. In recent weeks, we've learned how to multiply numbers with exponents and how to divide numbers with exponents. I encourage you to listen to those shows if you haven't yet. For both of these cases, we've only dealt with exponents that are positive integers. But the world of math is more complex. It's full of negative integer exponents and even exponents of zero. What do these all mean? Well, to figure out what negative exponents mean, we need to start with the quotient rule for exponents that we learned last time. As you'll recall, a problem like 2 cubed divided by 2 squared just says to divide 3 copies of 2, the numerator, by 2 copies of 2, the denominator, as in 2 times 2 times 2 divided by 2 times 2. Since every copy of 2 in the denominator basically cancels out a copy of 2 in the numerator, 2 cubed divided by 2 squared is equal to 2 to the first power, or just 2. As we learned last time, we can generalize this result into what's called the quotient rule for exponents. It says that 2 to the nth power divided by 2 to the nth power is equal to 2 to the m minus n power. In other words, some base number, here it's 2, raised to some power, which we're calling m, divided by another number with the same base raised to a different power, which we're calling n, is equal to the base number raised to the difference of the powers. For example, in the problem 2 cubed divided by 2 squared that we just looked at, m is equal to 3 and n is equal to 2. So the quotient rule says that 2 cubed divided by 2 squared is equal to 2 to the 3 minus 2, which is equal to 2 to the first power or just 2, exactly as we found before. But this problem and all of the other problems we've looked at so far have all dealt exclusively with exponents that are positive integers, 1, 2, 3, and so on. According to the quotient rule, as long as m, the exponent in the numerator, is greater than n, the exponent in the denominator, the answer will always have an exponent that's a positive number. But what if the exponent m is less than n? For example, what about 2 squared divided by 2 cubed? If we use the quotient rule, we find that this must be equal to 2 to the power of 2 minus 3. But 2 minus 3 is equal to negative 1, which means that 2 squared divided by 2 cubed is equal to 2 to the negative first power. What does that mean? To see, let's start with the problem 2 squared divided by 2. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid is about performance. Not just on the road, but in life. With not only trunk space, but room to make memories. It's electric, with a backup plan, where the only speed that matters is how fast you can slow down. 
the Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid, performance where it matters the most. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. As we know, this is the same as the problem 2 to the second power divided by 2 to the first power, which the quotient rule tells us is equal to 2 to the power of 2 minus 1, or 2 to the first power, which is just 2. Okay, what if we now divide this number by 2? Well, that's really easy, since 2 divided by 2 is just equal to 1. But let's also look at this in terms of a problem with exponents. Remember, we started with the problem 2 to the second power divided by 2, which we found is equal to 2, and then we divided this by 2. That's really the same thing as the problem 2 to the second power divided by 2 to the second power. Using the quotient rule here, we find that 2 to the second power divided by 2 to the second power is equal to 2 to the power 2 minus 2. And since 2 minus 2 is equal to 0, this is just 2 to the 0th power. But we just saw that the answer to this problem has to be 1, so what's going on here? What's going on is that 2 to the 0th power is equal to 1. In fact, what we've discovered is that any number raised to the 0th power must be equal to 1. Well, perhaps not quite any number. It's debatable whether or not to say that 0 to the 0th power is equal to 1. You'll often see 0 to the 0th power called indeterminate or undefined. Although this is an interesting point, it's not one that we need to worry about right now. The important thing to remember is that 2 to the 0th power, negative 2 to the 0th power, 1000 to the 0th power, or anything else, except perhaps 0 raised to the 0th power, is always equal to 1. And it's helpful to remember that you can always figure this out just by looking at the quotient rule for exponents. But we don't have to stop with an exponent of 0. In fact, let's continue with the original problem of dividing 2 to the second power by larger and larger powers of 2 and see what we can learn. So far, we've seen that 2 to the second power divided by 2 powers of 2, that is, 2 to the second power divided by 2 to the second power, is equal to 1. What happens if we now divide this answer of 1 by 2? Of course, 1 divided by 2 is just the fraction 1 half. And if we instead look at this in terms of exponents, we see that this is the answer to the problem 2 to the second power divided by 2 to the third power. If we use the quotient rule here, we see that this is equal to 2 to the power 2 minus 3. Since 2 minus 3 is equal to negative 1, this is the same as 2 to the negative 1 power, a negative exponent. What have we learned? Well, we've learned that 2 to the negative first power is equal to the fraction 1 half. I'll let you work out the details yourself, but if you once again divide by 2, you'll find that 2 to the negative 2 is equal to the fraction 1 over 2 squared, which is 1 fourth. What does this all mean? Well, these examples show us that any number raised to a negative integer power is equal to the reciprocal of that number raised to the absolute value of that power. In other words, the negative part of an exponent tells you that the number is actually a fraction with a 1 in its numerator and the base number, possibly raised to a power, in its denominator. For example, 5 to the negative second power is equal to the fraction 1 over 5 to the second power, which is equal to 1 25th. And 2 to the negative third power is equal to the fraction 1 over 2 to the third power, which is 1 8th. And that's all there is to negative exponents. Okay, I know that all there is is actually a lot. And I know that this episode might have been a bit challenging. 
But I wanted you to see how and why all of this stuff really works, and not just to tell you the various rules to remember. Why? Because memorizing rules doesn't really help you learn anything. But knowing where those rules come from in the first place, like where the quotient rule comes from and how it explains an exponent of zero and negative exponents, really does. If you're having trouble understanding some of the things we've talked about, I encourage you to go back and work through the episode again. Complicated topics usually get easier and easier each time you see them, and this one is certainly no exception. Before we finish up for today, here are a few practice problems to help you get more comfortable with negative exponents. Your goal is to use everything we've learned so far to simplify these problems. First, what does 5 to the 5th power divided by the quantity 5 to the 2nd power times 5 to the 4th power equal? Second, what does 4 to the negative 2nd power times 3 to the 3rd power divided by 4 to the negative 2nd power equal? And finally, third, what does 2 to the negative 6th power times 2 to the 2nd power equal? You can find answers and explanations in my post this week on the Quick and Dirty blog at blog.quickanddirtytips.com. While you're out surfing the net, remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook where you'll find a new number of the day or math puzzle almost every day of the week. That's at facebook.com slash themathdude. And if you're on Twitter, please follow me there too at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. And while you're at it, pick up a copy of my book too, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. If you've already got it, I'd appreciate you spreading the word with your reviews at Amazon, on iTunes, and everywhere else. Thanks in advance. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid is about performance. Not just on the road, but in life. With not only trunk space, but room to make memories. It's electric, with a backup plan, where the only speed that matters is how fast you can slow down. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. Performance where it matters the most. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more.